1: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul, and who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not going to say it, that sounds too no, 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 good no 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 no, 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 no. If
2: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network crossover event here. I'm Rohan Gotti, co-host of the Eurostep Podcast. Joining me today... Is Adam McGee and Jordan Tresky of the Win and Six Podcast, fellas? Day one of free agency is essentially in the books. We're getting deals still trickling in. Andre Drummond is—he's a Chicago Bull, apparently, allegedly. In a few days, maybe. Uh, how's it going,
3: Jordan? Going I'll let well. you take that first. It's
4: going well. But the first day of free agency was a success, in the eyes of the Milwaukee Bucks, I would say.
3: Never mind the eyes of Monkey Books, the eyes of me, big success. Great work, John Horst. Love the moves. Bring the band back together. Sprinkle in some jingle bells for them to play. And it's all it's all looking good to me and like super efficient. Get it all done really early. We can all then, you know, not have to monitor every single notification on our phones. So, if there's any more minimums to come, which there could well be one or two, depending on what decisions are make elsewhere, I encourage John Horst to get on with it and do it soon. Um, but yeah, this was this was a very good start, and I personally had nothing but positive reactions to all of the deals. I don't know if the same could be said for everyone here, but we'll get into that. It's <laughs> I I will note it is nine twenty p.m. Central Time as we record just in case we finish this and something happens because we will not be getting back on to add something extra. So, you know, factor that in to your listing. However long we go right now, it is nine twenty PM central time, Thursday, June 30th, 2022.
1: It is before we go any further though, if you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this, watching this, whether it's your podcast platform of choice, YouTube, whatever, make sure, make sure you're subscribed. But uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Adam. The Bucks got real rolling right away as soon as free agency started. Uh, within the hour, I want to say, we got all of the Bucks deals done. The first news was the biggest news: Bobby Portis re-signing with the Milwaukee Bucks, four years, forty-nine million dollar contract. He's back after a lot of he it, it was it felt like it was kind of certain based on what he was saying based on what he was doing around the city of milwaukee based on sort of the reporting around the league it felt like bobby portis was coming back but now it's official bobby portis back on a four-year 49 million dollar deal he gets that payday that he bet on himself two years in a row to get he gets that payday how are you how are we feeling about this deal
3: Jordan, do you want to lead off?
4: Sorry, the Zoom crashed for
3: oh, me. Okay, I'll lead off while you gather your thoughts. Uh, well, Rohan asked what our thoughts were on the Bobby Port of Steel. Obviously, a lot of time still to pass between now and seeing out the contract. But much like, I guess, when Pat opts in, you start to think of, okay, what's the timeline? How long has he been there? Like, if Bobby was to see this contract through six seasons with the Bucs, not insignificant at all in terms of a tenure, where that would put him, what he's already achieved and what he'll hopefully continue to achieve over the next four years. It's good news. I mean, anyone listening will know that I both love Bobby like everyone else at this point, and I also continue to have doubts over exactly not his game. I feel like we've got a pretty good handle on who he is, what he does really well. But how the books utilize them, how they can best utilize them around their other pieces, there's still parts there which just aren't perfect. That's fine. But he was a vital asset if we're to get really cold about it, which feels not great with with someone like Bobby. who's such a hero, but he's a vital asset for the team. So he's an important player in the now, but also over the duration of this contract. And a lot of stuff could change with the look of this book's team over four years he's a guy that if you don't resign him you've lost it you've lost the asset there's no offer someone else four years 49 million it was bobby because of bird rights that's the only reason you're able to do this that in theory was last year why he came back at that discounted rate was to set himself up for this deal this time around and that's what played out so I'm going to lead off with something that's going to factor into it here. I have been on the books for years and years and years for even when they're paying the tax, finding ways to duck out of a little bit here or there. They haven't done that so far. They have not done that so far this year. They've done what you should do. You're in this situation to win. You have a team that's already won. And now we have a second year to base it off where I think we'd all say, yeah, they looked good enough that they could have done it again. And ownership on this occasion have taken that seriously. They've committed to it. They paid Bobby what he has earned. He's coming back. They've lined up for a similar situation with Pat next year, but they also haven't messed around. They've got Wes Matthews back, Javon Carter back. Brought in someone like Joe Ingles on a mid-level. That was not all that expected, but mostly as is the case with everything books, what I was kind of taking for granted, of course, Jordan brought me back down to earth earlier to see even like, yeah, they probably won't use all of the mid-level or they'll just roll the minimums into the mid-level and, and use it that way. And they didn't do any of that. They actually used the mid-level, all of it, and they've used minimums and they may still add more. That's, you know, I'm not wearing a hat. Jordan is. It's backwards. It's not easy to tape a hat that's backwards. But I, I tip my cap to right. the books, to the ownership, because they did the thing that I've called it for them to do for years that they needed to do. And it means we get last year's team back, which is a positive. They're really good. And now Joe Ingalls is added, and there's still scope that maybe we see one or two further additions. So, in a very uncomplicated way, a few errors into free agency, we can look at the team and be like, oh, they're as good as they were, and there's a path to them being better than last year. And not in an abstract, not in a projecting this, projecting that in a much simpler way. And that is a very nice spot to be in, particularly when we haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> the rest of the NBA is kind of in flux. A lot of other teams, teams of the Eastern Conference, teams of the Western Conference, the kind of teams the books would be worrying about come June. That have major questions, major opportunities, but also some big risks facing them.
4: Yeah. I mean, I made the joke um, earlier today that I would, was hoping for this Bucks offseason to be very boring. Um, and Kevin Durant decided to put in a trade request with the Nets uh, a few hours later. <laughs> and everything else seems kind of topsy turvy everywhere else. And, you know, free agency starts. And it's not really much of a bang, but it's kind of like these little things. But the Bucks took care of business. I mean, obviously, Bobby was the biggest piece of business that they had growing for themselves. And it's just an extension of what happened last year. Um, not the same time frame, but after winning a championship and becoming, you know, a folk hero essentially around these parts and just finding his fit, not just with you know, basketball-wise, but just culture, just being in a city that that's not easy for a guy like Bobby Portis, who we've talked about numerous times. He's overqualified to be a bench player, but he's not like the perfect starter on every team in the NBA. Um, He's their super sub six man kind of like they made a lot of effort to, you know, and patience on Bobby's part to reward the bucks into, Hey, you took a flyer on me and I won a championship. We're gonna do it again. And, and trust
3: Jordan Keith yeah, put in there oh, when you look at PJ Tucker, who exactly. wanted to come back and talk like even after Bobby agreed that Bobby must have had some thoughts over the 12 months since.
4: Absolutely. And and I think that's again, that is a lesson to be learned here based on how this season ended. Um, you know, obviously all the breaks kind of went the buck's way in 2021 but you lose Chris and you know, you lose out possibly make you out of the East and going in the finals again for the second year in a row. And I think for me seeing the bucks kind of not, I don't know. I don't want to say cheapen out just because it, it that wasn't totally the case after winning the championship, but PJ, they didn't, again, they didn't have any other mechanism to replace it. They had his bird rights. So and we talked about it at the time and i about ad nauseum, frankly, but like, don't make the same mistake because that stuff, again, it affects the margins when you're talking about a series, like I guess the Celtics where they go seven games and they're missing Chris Middleton and just get wiped off the floor after having a three, two lead. So and I, even, I just...
3: even on that, look at PJ Tucker and the contract he gets to Sixers tonight, because you could have paid PJ Tucker. And if you wanted to get out of that and she had some salary there, you would have had no shortage of teams willing to give you something of value to take them off the books.
4: Absolutely. So I, I think that's where <laughs> – it's not necessarily boring, you know, I would say it is. It just to have it be – we've gone through so many off seasons where, like, they've had to answer these big questions. They've had to answer, you know, these questions about their identity and what direction do they go to and all this stuff. So to see it on the other side of this, and, yeah, it may not result in another championship. I think we all know that, but they have put themselves in a position where they know who they are at this point. They know the players that they target. They, they know what they want out of free agents. And, you know, they're always going to have players that want to come to Milwaukee based on the core that they have together. And that just goes beyond Chris Giannis and Drew at this point, it's Bud, it's Forrest, it's ownership and just blah, 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 all the great, you know, talking points, but like, that is a real thing at this point. So to see, first day of free agency shake out this way and horse, you know, get all this business done straight away, frankly. I think that's very encouraging to see. And I just, I don't know. It's refreshing after a long time when that was not the case.
1: (laughs) It is for sure. Also uh, not mentioned the fourth year as a player option for Bobby Portis. Uh, We didn't say that up front. Uh, It's kind of, I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, Who cares? Yeah. Yeah.
3: He might who be cares? more than happy to opt into that. Like we've no, it's so far away. We don't know who he is, who the books are like, who cares?
1: Yeah. And it seems like everyone, everyone is happy. Every like, no one's complaining about this deal. Pat Connaughton, as soon as the news dropped, he he's tweeting pictures of him and Bobby with some meek mill. uh, Like sort of, sort of saying unfinished business, but like, you know, not really sort of a dreams and nightmares sort of situation, but um it's a uh, it's it's good vibes all around. You can't really go wrong with this. Bobby was clearly an important important piece for this Bucks team. Important piece for the city of Milwaukee. I feel like that should not be understated. Everyone loves Bobby. If you let Bobby go, it's gonna be you're you're not gonna live that one down for sure. You're not you can't gonna particularly
3: after after PJ. Like exactly. then you're getting people who are even pretty casual about it, and they're like hold on, they let P.J. Tucker go last year and now they let Bobby Portis go? Like That's the point where it gets weird. And I said this to you guys earlier, we were doing a playback.
1: For five hours.
3: We For five hours. Uh, shout out to everyone who came and joined us for it. It was a lot of fun. But there's always been an element of managing the optics. And that is not to say the optics haven't always ultimately trended out in a kind of poor way. But there's always something you can play off. Oh, well, this happened because that happened. I don't think they had the out this year. Like, I I don't think with the decisions they had to make and with the other options that were to dispose it, would just have been as simple if they were trying to get too creative. It's like, well, that's the line they're not going to cross in terms of what the luxury tax bill is going to be. Which a lot of people would be like, hey, that's fair. It's a lot of money and they're the owners. And to that, I'd say, no, they decided they wanted to own the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, you could go buy anything. You've lost some money. You could buy anything. You can go yeah, and buy something that doesn't cost any kind of money like that. But they won a championship. They have a brand that was nothing when they came and bought it. And they deserve credit for it, too, that it is now a global brand. Uh They've got a helping hand from a global superstar with that. But that is the truth of it. And, you know, not to talk about the cluckery and all the other stuff all the other stuff that I love to talk about, but they've got all that too. So it's, you know, it's part and parcel of it.
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, But yeah, just, you couldn't couldn't mess this one up. It's a win for every single party involved. Like you were mentioning, just actual salary, tradable salary, if it ever comes to that. The Bucks now have a bunch of tradable contracts. We'll get to another one shortly that you've already mentioned, Adam. But uh, the next deal that was announced, was Wesley Matthews returning on a one-year minimum contract to the Milwaukee Bucks. This is also something that was kind of expected, but less reported, um, probably because not a lot of people care in the national <laughs> scope of things. But we care. We care about you, Wes. We love this deal. It's, you, you, you have to bring him back. You have to bring him back. He provides, especially at a minimum contract level, like he was starting for you in the postseason last year. He was starting. For you, you have to bring this guy back. He clearly wants to be a buck, he cl- clearly wants to win with the Bucks. It's just another win.
3: I mean, the other element with this, and not a whole lot of reporting, or kind of, we all got blindsided last time by West. We we're in this situation where he keeps his cards close to his chest, it seems. And maybe the alternative, like this time around, could have been. He's at a point in his career where he's like, yeah, retirement. But the unfinished business for him is more real than anyone else. Even and if the he's, Bucks, he's if still the Bucks really good.
1: Want him back, exactly. If the Bucs didn't want him back for some reason, let's say, he would have found another team.
3: Yeah, but 100%. I don't know. Does he want another team at this point? Like, it's not that he he's, can't uh, do it, but he, he may be at a point. And I, I think he has kind of dropped some hints that he's not too far away from this. He's pretty pragmatic about he's in the home stretch. And like being on a team, won this good to his his home state, his hometown, I guess if we extend to Marquette, um, although he is from Madison. So I don't want to get into dicey waters here, but his home team as home as he could get. Yeah, um, he it is. But he see, he's the weird guy who he can and you often see it in articles. He gets the oh, training camps in Madison and it's like, oh, it's hometown for West matches and then anything in Milwaukee, the Marquette thing, you get it. it's hometown for West matches. I don't know. I I wonder what his appetite would be to go and get a little bit more money and play for... What team do I want to insult? The Washington Wizards? Like, I don't know. Does he care? Like, well, does he have even... the appetite or the drive to do that? That's very different to, oh, this is the team. One, these are guys, like... Some of the players have changed, obviously, from his first team, but the core guys are the same players he was with his first stint. He's now gone through it again. He's played well. They were close. Uh, like, it it makes a lot of sense that if he wants to keep going, this is the team he wants to do it with. But you didn't hear a whole lot beforehand because I think that's who he is. Like, we learned that last time when it was truly stunning. You're like, what? He's leaving his hometown team to go to the Lakers? Jordan can attest, I did not let that go for a long time until he came back, basically. But that did tell us something about Wes and the way he makes these decisions. And honestly, I think this played into it, too. It's just very close to his chest, all business, and it's just like, oh, there's his decision. And we don't hear about it before then, and we probably won't talk all that much about it after.
4: I think that Lakers thing, too, is very just how that played out and just how much of a disaster that season was.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, not just for him, but that whole team. <laughs> um, I think that kind of just puts it at home. Uh, part of the plan, but like you've seen, you've gone to the other side and see if you want the grass to be greener, and it's not.
3: Where could the grass be greener than the Goodlands?
4: Exactly, Goodland Green. Um, you can't leave the Goodland Green, Wes, and it's he's and he's had a role. I mean, I know he was more. It was different circumstances when he was, you know, looking at looked as the guy that's, hey, you're replacing Malcolm Brogdon the starting lineup. Yeah, they're not the same players, but that was like a symbolic thing of it and hometown kid making good and all that stuff. And for a while there, he was on the one of the best books teams ever, (laughs) and then it just went to crap. Um, But I just think he was more amiable to his role and knew he's you know not a spring chicken anymore and still had a crazy big role in that playoff run you know that was obviously you know went to the tilt with the Celtics so I I don't know I just think again it's kind of like a lot of these guys are it's the same thing where you need a veteran voice you have someone that's very familiar with but obviously trust him and we'll go through all certain things him and Drew too that was a big thing that I think Eric Name wrote during the playoff run that they wanted to play together earlier in their career so it's i'm not surprised that he's he's doing another year here and hopefully it's you know it rewards into a championship
1: i think we're also underselling how elite of a defender he is still <laughs> like yeah exactly at this age at this stage of his career he still brings massive massive positive value to this team and to any team he could have potentially wanted to go to if he, that was a thing like you mentioned I-
3: I think that's true, but also it helps him to be the individual defender he still is at this age on a team that also has Drew and Giannis and Brooke. Yeah. Like, if you put him in a lesser team, I don't know how well that holds up if you don't have that level of help, if all the other players aren't or dealing thrust. with their assignments in the and way yeah, they yeah, just do. buy in yes. on defense that's as a team. One, that's 100%. So I, I do think the two things are working. Like, he's a brilliant defender, and he's become so, so important again for the books in that front, but he is kind of enabled to be that by the caliber of defenders, like the all-NBA-type defenders that are around him, too, and even probably in the playoffs when we talked up his defense a lot, deservedly, so we probably didn't touch on that enough, which is, like, Drew is a big part in West's defense being as good as it is. Giannis is. Brooke is. And that's fine. Like, that's not any knock on him. Um, it's like, that's that's a team sport. And that's how the books play defense in terms of their scheme. So I, I think that is true. But also, like, if he's being pretty pragmatic about it. And also, like, we talk about it, a player at the end of their career. Everyone wants to finish strong. Like, to to cross sports here, and obviously we just saw Lorenzo Kane with the Brewers. Like, no one wants that version of an ending to something that's really good. And in Wes's head, not only is he back home on a thriving team, a recent champion with a chance to pick up another championship and get a ring of his own, but he's looking really good out there doing it. Like, no one's memory right now is going to be like, oh, Wes Matthews was really washed by the time he came to Milwaukee. That's got to appeal, too, like, from... A selfish point of view an egotistical point of view like they can give you the best of all things in terms of your team your chance to win but also you're gonna look better as a result because they're a really good team filled with good and unselfish players
1: for sure 100 percent. it just buys it like this entire bucks culture has been it's been touted as as a thing of course it, it initially started as a, just a jab at heat culture and whatever violence and steroids that is uh but bucks culture is actually it's a thing it's 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 proving time and time and again that it's actually a thing you see this with the energy of bringing guys back like bobby portis like wes matthews like javon carter who is returning on a two-year deal with a player option uh for the second year on a minimum uh as adam is uh likes to remind me because I keep forgetting but I remember this time he is still getting paid by the Brooklyn Nets uh, I like to remind
3: the Nets as well as if their day isn't tough enough like that's how the Bucks can get Javon on a minimum we did talk about this kind of back the season. it's like yeah you play well enough that there's probably a team out there that could give him like I don't know biannual exception maybe like something just a little bit more uh but you don't have to worry about it given a couple of years the security of that as an option player option the second year it will be important to him but he'll be happy to take that because the Brooklyn Nets are still paying him to not play for them. and what a fantastic decision that was Brooklyn we really appreciate it
1: or it's that and also like maybe he just wants to stay close to GSPN
3: sure that's yeah. a that's certainly uh an altered idea I mean are we gonna get it back on so we think we can
1: we'll try we'll see what happens no problem you know
3: multiple year contracts the walls may the walls may have come up around them in a way that they weren't right that
1: we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) regarding that but yes Javon Carter coming back this is something that we wanted uh at least Ty and I wanted I know you two were like open to this as well Mm -hmm. uh it's just, I, I wasn't sure if it was actually going to happen because Javon, like Javon Carter, his player type, his player archetype, unfortunately is one of those types of players who sort of gets lost in the shuffle of sort of off season to off season work. And I was, I was really hoping this wasn't the case, but I was thinking maybe he's going to be a casualty of the Bucks off season. Don't have to worry about that. He was at the premiere of rise. It's all good. He is back <laughs> with the Milwaukee Bucks It's good. It's very good. We, we saw in his brief tenure with Milwaukee thus far how impactful of a defender he can be how in fact like as a point of attack defender as just like a stopper in terms of like getting getting into people's airspace just being an agitator that kind of defender because it's not like he's the biggest dude out there but he's still a very very strong defender because he's strong first of all and two he just knows how to get under like get into the airspace of other players knows how to leverage his size really well, knows how to actually just like, you know, play solid defense. And again, for a team that's defensive minded, you can never have too many of those types of players. Javon Carter fits right in. It also opens the door for like what's what's happening with George Hill. Uh, Is that something that's going to be a move that's made later in the off season? Are the bucks going to try and trade him, him and his salary. uh, So that Javon can,
4: Yeah, does he? I mean, is he is he going to be an active
3: player? Is is he not going to like? Is he going to retire? Yeah, it's a.
4: That's a very. Those are very real questions. I mean,
3: rare that a guy leaves money on the table to retire. That's my one thing on that. But we we don't really. I mean, we did get some updates. I don't want to bring us to the health talk just yet. I feel like there will be a natural point where health and injuries will factor into this conversation. Very soon. Um. But we did get something of an update from John Horst, but it was in none it, it was Hill, wasn't it? That he would ref, he refused to he was asked a pretty straight question about like did he have surgery or not? And the response was like, you yeah, know, you can have surgery or you can not have surgery. And it was it was very Aaron Rodgers. I've been immunized. That's like what the, the response was, which I don't understand. I don't know why you just wouldn't be like, Yeah, he had surgery and he's recovering. Or no, he actually didn't need surgery. But We've been down this road before. We know how that works. Um but we don't know where his health is, how his body's feeling, and where the appetite is to go again. I just my one thing on that is I do think if he's retiring, do you not think we'd have heard something soonish, like something even a week or two ago?
1: Maybe. To let
3: the draft go to let free agency go. And then, like, don't decide in August. Oh, hey, I'm retiring. You know, it's.
1: What did Steve I Nash mean, it's, do? I mean, it's his
3: decision, but. Didn't Nash retire he in, in season? season?
1: Yeah. He had the Grantland
3: there's... video series?
1: Yeah. I think he retired mid season. I'll double check.
3: I mean, uh, the one thing on Javon is not... to.
4: Retired, like, in September. He wanted to come back, to Like, it's not, there's not, like, a, I don't
3: know. It's the Lorenzo Cain thing. I just thought sometimes the game retires you. Like, yeah. it's, uh and that is, honestly, between Wes and George right now, you are seeing the differences of how their body's holding up and what that allows them to be late in their career. Because you don't remember what George was before the books had to get rid of him last time. Yeah. He was amazing. He was yes. really, really great for the books. Um, frequently third to fourth best player in big games, which was a part of the book's problem at that time was they weren't getting performance out of the guys who should have been, namely Eric Bledsoe. Um, and if it wasn't for George, even showing kind of the path to that, like that version of George and kind of protecting George, good template for just trying to have some impression of, what, what if that was Drew Holiday? You know, what would what would that look like? Like Because an earlier in his career, George, not at Drew's level, but definite similarities in their game. Um, So that's interesting too. On Javon, the one thing I want to say on that is uh, your Rice talk about his defense, his defense is crucial. I think the thing that stops him from falling through the gaps is that he shot the lights out. If he doesn't shoot the lights out, I don't know if he's back.
4: I will be very interested. In See how I'm that not... holds up? I mean... He has shown to be a good shooter before. Like, it's not like it came out of nowhere, but obviously you're not going to shoot 55% even on a 20-game sample size. Um, but yeah, what like, if he does? I mean.
3: Be very welcome. I'm, We'd be very, very happy.
4: Javon Carter is going to be an all-star. You heard it here first, folks. Um, hey, I mean, like, I'm not not down, you know? <laughs> like I would down, down. I would be down with that too. I'm
1: not like, I, I'm not, not down to push that propaganda. Right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm open. Like, Jordan, you you do not know what you just unleashed. <laughs> the door has been open.
3: I'm pretty sure I've heard that on a Eurostep episode before, anyway. I don't think that's. No,
4: yeah. I was Grayson. I, Carter, I think it was Grayson. Uh His number's going oh, be in the Raptors
3: soon. Who knows? Who knows?
1: <laughs> no, Dude, think- do you know how much, like, do you know how great that would be for us? <laughs>
3: I, I don't would, think that will be anyone's reaction. People would be he's... watching the banner go up and be like, wow, what a big win for GSPN. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, it was when that guy was wearing a shirt, uh, winning six shirt that gave six. That was kind of a win. GSPNstore.com, yeah, by the way. There, w- there wouldn't
3: there oh, yeah. would be like winning six or Eurostep branding on the banner, to my knowledge. That would seem like a big leap uh, from maybe sure. our current... Our current relationship, the, the non-existent one with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, but I mean, if they want to put our branding on a banner, it should probably be on patch. But we'll, we'll we'll take we'll take whatever we can get there.
4: But no, I think Rohan is right about saying this one was a little bit more in doubt just because he frankly didn't play in the Celtic series outside of games one and a little bit two, um, and. Again, Javon's like one of those guys where it's like it's hard to think that he has much of a market outside of the minimum, unfortunately, but he brings something valuable to any team that he goes, whether it's just being the guy that's just his head down and works really hard and you know gets into people, hits shots, all that stuff. There's gonna be use for that. You're I mean, look at Ish he's on his 13th team right now and yeah, you're not gonna be like, oh <laughs> Dreamy, I got a Is Smith jersey or stuff like that. But there is there is use in those guys just being NBA players and finding their niche wherever they go. Like I I think from that perspective and just seeing where the Bucks are with the point guard position, just how they have view valued it outside of just, you know, making the big tray for Drew. They just haven't, I don't know, they it's it's been I, I, Adam, and I have certainly wanted them to kind of put a little bit more investment in it. So if you see a guy that you know gets weighed midseason, does spectacularly well, even you know given the role that he had with the Bucks co- about coming here, hold on to it. Don't don't let that go because God knows you might just be thinking about that all season long and not having to answer that question.
3: Or even if you're not, years later it could come back yes. and you're like, oh, Christian Wood, oh, Gary Payton II. You know, like they have had guys who've got on to be very useful one way or another that like GP2, that's long removed now. But in oh, theory, ma- there's there's nothing stopping the D- from kept... us in three years. No, 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 Where's he? Who's which contender is he driving on?
1: I said us in three years.
3: Oh, okay. Just a reminder, the actual do you want to know the amounts that um Javon has contracted? It's yes. like four With the 7. Brooklyn Nets oh, yes, for next yes. season, yes, three point nine two five million
1: dollars. Oh, let's go, let's go! Thanks, wow. Joe Side. Thank you very much. Wow,
3: that's great. Like uh, that, that really does. Like the Nets did the book such a favor there because it opens it up in a big way that you know it, maybe there yeah. were those other offers there and he could just be like no, I mean i I'm getting paid anyway and I like it here. And this is a good place to be on a contender. I feel this is a good place to develop. I would guess there have been conversations about his role because given just even the conversation he had with you and Ty when he first arrived and his own belief in himself, I I definitely think he would have finished the season disappointed at the moments where he didn't get the chance to play and contribute. So I fully expect some more opportunity for him going forward. Like, this isn't just... He's moved up a category, I think, in the pecking order just by going through this process and the books being like, bring him back. He is no longer in the, you know, emerging from the battle for minutes at the back part of the rotation. He may still find himself toward the back of the rotation, but I, I think he's more of a fixture that we're going to have to write in in pen rather than pencil. And I think that's a good development for the books and I'm very happy for him. I think he's a guy that just generally, to your points jordan and you talked about like what's the market ever really going to be i think he could fight most of his y- career year to year to stay in the nba but right now he's doing that and he's playing quite well and he's making a good living and there are guys who they have to do it that way but they managed to last a full career they managed to get eight nine ten eleven twelve years out of it and when all said and done they look back and they're like wow i played however many thousand NBA games I made, however many millions of dollars. And all my
1: jerseys going up in Pfizer.
3: Sure. That's that's the dream, though. Like, at at a very simple level, that's the NBA dream. As much as everyone wants to be a champion, everyone wants to be an all-star, it's like, who doesn't want to just be, like, a long 10-year NBA pro? And he's on the path for that. And that's, again, why, like, that player option, He's a good year. He could just be like, I'm out of it. But that player option, like that second year of the deal, that means something to him. That's that means he knows next year that it's there for him. Like yep. he's not, it's not at a position where the books couldn't just decide to cut ties if something went really wrong, if injury factored in. But generally, you're going to be like, well, they're going to keep him, and he's going to get two more years in the NBA and hopefully two more years with the Bucks, where he continues to to impress and improve. Great
1: bench guy as well. Fantastic bench guy.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Terms
3: so that's of a good transition. Yeah. I think we've got a. I don't know if you can put this off any longer, Ron. I think we got another, like, top tier bench guy in the mix now.
1: So, uh, the, the last. Don't year...
3: introduce it <laughs> like this. Okay. There are okay people okay. who are let, let, let me try this again. Australia, so, are you awake? Are you alive are you... right now? Scream
4: for me, Perth! <laughs> scream!
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> so the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, as announced by Renee Ingles, signed a signed Joe Ingles to a one-year contract, which was later reported to be for the entire tax pyramid-level exception.
4: You start it. I'm I whatever.
3: I just saw Jordan make a face, which just scared the life I out think, of me. There.
4: Sorry, I think he's gonna be double zero. No way. But that, okay. That was Wikipedia. Why would the, I already know? Why would they already know his, uh, his jersey number? I, I think that's saying.
3: also the joke jersey that Andrew was going to send to Rohan. Andrew was going with the Bull zero, but I don't think it was with the intent of it being his real number.
4: Also, Joe Ingles is from uh, Happy Valley.
3: He is I from believe, Happy Valley.
4: I believe we all uh, deserve to be <laughs> residents of there. On this news,
3: well, okay, let me. Let me take this over and let me set the scene a little bit for you know I know how many people listen to our podcast, I know how many people were in the playback room. There's plenty of people in there, plenty of our diehard listeners. There were a lot of people who were not. Uh this news broke at the time. I was on stage with Jordan. Andrew Snyder was with us. And so was Ron Cotty. Ty Wendish took the night off to go and watch the Timber Rattlers baseball, which to. So, You make your own judgments on that. I was happy. Jordan was happy. Andrew was happy for us. Rohan was furious. We'll have a clip up on Twitter. So if you want to... Like, you're hearing me say Rohan was furious and you've got something in your mind and it is not living up to just how mad he was about this. And that was before... The price came out before we learned it was the mid-level, the full mid-level, and then it was just like forget about it. We lost Rowan for about twenty minutes. I mean, he was there, he was on screen, uh, weird but weird. he he was not contributing. So, do you want to Rowan? Do you want to lead off with, or is it better that Jordan you, and I? You, you, we you we start. We start slide. with the good, and you then saw, you can, yeah. okay. I really like the move. It remains to be seen whether it's the right decision to use the full mid level. But to this point, I'm not seeing the alternatives. I'm not seeing a whole lot where I'm like, well, that's five, six options where the books are guaranteed to get one of them. There are a couple of things that are interesting. Todd Young was one you brought up a playback, Ron. I don't think the books had the kind of role or minutes for Todd Young that the Raptors have. So the guy at his stage in his career, I don't know if he managed to swing that one. Um, Lonnie Walker, certainly very interesting. Him going to the Lakers at that price. The Lakers are their own thing, though. And right now, who knows what they look like? Who knows what he thinks he's joining? They're just also the Lakers. So I, I find it tough to say, OK, well, they're comparable. As in the books could definitely have had their pick of those guys. JaVale McGee being heavily rumored as someone the books were after. We saw him get the full mid-level for three years. He's 34, right?
0: He's under contract till he's 37. 35.
3: 35. Insane. Like, in great shape. Very athletic for a big of his age. Crazy, crazy The years. This is a one-year deal. I love it. Joe Ingalls is not currently healthy. He tore his ACL back in January. That brought an end to what's frankly a really illustrious career with the jazz. Like we talked about banners. He's probably a guy whose jersey will end up retired with the jazz. Uh, He's certainly someone who like was the face, the voice, the heart, the soul of the jazz through what has been a, a very successful in a relative sense period for the team. And as Jordan noted on the playback, They got rid of Joe Ingalls and the wheels kind of came off the jazz in a whole bunch of ways. And look at the changes happened since look at the change that continues to happen in the next few days. Great guy on and off the court. will be great in the community in Milwaukee, along with his wife. As I made the comparison already, very drew and Lauren holiday in terms of just where their heart is, the, the effort they put into causes they care about. In promoting good, I think books fans are just going to love him as a guy to be around the team. Great character, very funny, always a good interview. Like, uh, Joe Ingles is around long enough that I think everyone knows that. From a basketball point of view, he just checks so many boxes of what the books have been missing and a kind of player they haven't got before. He gives you a uh, 3-4, slash I think, at this point in his career. That's a player we've seen before. We've seen the books relentlessly go after guys who can play that role, guys who could play that role and shoot. He's arguably the best shooter they've they've got for that version of it. Like Kyle Korver being more of a wing when they try that. I think like he's a more a of a sharp shooter than a Marvin Williams or an Nikola Mirotic. Like if the shot stays to what it has been throughout a lot of his career, He's a dead eye in a way the books haven't had. What maybe excites me most, though, is he is a phenomenal passer, like a really interesting guy to have in the mix as just an auxiliary playmaker. The kind that the books, if Chris Middleton goes down injured or just if Giannis is on the bench, the offense goes stagnant because you don't have enough guys who can make really good reads, execute difficult passes, keep the ball in motion, and just make really high-quality offensive plays, Joe Ingles is absolutely top-tier at that. I understand the concerns that my, my esteemed colleague and friend, Rowan Caddy, will get into in a minute, his age, the injury. My counter to that is, you look at who he is, you look at his game, you look at his body type. There are very few players that I would be less concerned about with that particular injury holding up to what they do best coming out the other side of it than I am with Joe Ingles. There is an element of a gamble here, but the books feel it's worth it, and they see something they like. And maybe you don't do this now and no one signs him right now, but if that's the case and then January comes around and the reports come out and you've got Woj and Shamsweet and he's working out and he looks really good, You're then in a race of all the contenders wanting Joe Ingles in the roster. You may not get him, and it's a different deal altogether. So you've brought everyone back, Bander back together. This is like one of your free shots. You may have another with a minimum, but you've got your team from last year, which you know is really good. They're prepared to take a flyer with the cost. Again, I'm going to salute them because this is costly for the risk involved. But given the alternatives, I don't think that's like a reckless or or undue risk they're taking. I think he's a really interesting fit as a player and one of the best possible fits you could have of any NBA player for the books culture that we've talked about that now exists and the kind of guys who are there. Like He is perfect as a book, quote unquote book, and what the idea of that now is.
1: Jordan, keep going with the good. Okay,
3: (laughs) Let's see if Um... we can talk long enough to like pummel him into submission, where he's just <laughs> coming out the other side, and he's like, you know that what? A, that is a Joe strong, Engels.
1: strong phrase. <laughs> is...
4: I think your point, though, about the timing of this happening, yes, he is er- injured. He's rehabilitating from his ACL injury. Um, He's 30 going on 35, correct?
3: He's 30 going on 35? He's 34 going on 35.
4: 34 going on 35, that's right. Um, yeah, age is not on his side, it's, it's harder for an older player to come back from that injury, I guess, especially for a player that's not built on athleticism. You know, what I mean, He's, we're not talking about an athlete like Giannis here or anything like that. Joe Ingles has been cut from teams, even including like the Clippers. I know that, um, Andrew mentioned that story of being <laughs> cut preseason when his wife was on his way on to the watch plane. on the plane, yeah. So it's not like he's a, a success story in terms of just the path that he went down and becoming an integral part of that jazz team. And I mean, it's very easy to make fun of them and all that stuff, but they were still a successful team. They were still in the hunt in the West in a very crowded West for a long time, and Joe Ingles proven player. They
3: were. They're like, I don't think we're in a position to make fun of them too much because if the books don't get over to hump and win a championship, we know exactly they, they're, they're the books of the last few years, like we know exactly that, right?
4: Exactly. And I think to hammer this home, I don't think you're not gonna if if Joe Ingalls was a perfect world, if Joe Ingalls is healthy, we didn't have to ask these questions. Maybe, yeah, age is not that great, but like we're talking about him two years ago when he was you know, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. He's still, I mean, he's a 40% career three-point shooter. So that is, that will still be intact. But this would never have happened if it wasn't for his injury. They could not have done this deal. There would not have been the urgency from from Ingles to, you know, essentially do a make good deal. Um, And I think there's plenty of motivation there on his side to obviously extend his NBA career. Um, he's coming to Milwaukee Bucks, you know, medical staff that helped rehabilitate Brooke Lopez on a not very friendly <laughs> timeline. It's not easy coming back from a, a back surgery midseason and still largely looking like yourself, even with and again,
3: at, at the same kind of age, too. Like bad injury for your position. They're entirely different injuries, but in terms of age, injury, profile, trying to recover, there is some similarities about
4: that. Absolutely. And I just, I mean, if you look at the the landscape, I know it wasn't like a, you know, it was a lot of deals, but it wasn't like a lot of the big names that kind of headlined this free agency class before Kevin Durant blew it up. <laughs> um, again, there, like the guys that I was kind of like, hey, that would be an interesting name. Kyle Anderson went for two years, eighteen million dollars. Okay, that's out of your, you know, the non or the taxpayer Emily. Lottie Walker was an interesting bet from the Lakers, but we're talking about a different. Type of player, different class of player. He's more unproven. He has, you know, a lot to figure out. It's not like, you know, I wouldn't have felt as confident about it as I am now with Ingles. As crazy that that might sound to some.
3: Well, the Um, the key thing on that is what what is the role the books have to offer, Lonnie Walker, like with a straight face, and how does he feel like that as opposed to Joe Ingles at this point, who, like, if the books are like, well, we'll see how you look when you come back. Like you're going to be a bench player. And whether you're a ten minute guy or a twenty minute guy is gonna depend on you. Like you can't sell Lonnie Walker at his point in his career, where I do think that's a bargain for the Lakers, but he could start for the Lakers. Like the Lakers have a lot of really bad players.
1: Joe Ingles <laughs> could start for the Lakers today.
3: That's also I, I love that. You're see, you're now you're talking. I
4: also I mean, are you gonna sell how are you selling that to Bud though, too? Again, that's that's a big thing of where we're at it's a veteran player that you can trust even with all the question marks that obviously surround joe right now so i think from all that and just you know it's both given his situation and the situation of just free just that were available and everything i think this is a very interesting route i think this is they were down a wing as john Horst has talked about a lot and everything like that they have given themselves sells a little bit more comfort room and that, I mean, it's a bigger rotation than I can even remember. Even, you know, after they got Pat, they had Sterling, they had, I'll Malcolm as a wing, even though he was more of an off-ball guard. Um, for any other players that were in that, that year, but like, you're talking about West, you're talking about Ingles, you're talking about uh, Marjan now, you're talking about um, Pat, Grayson, that's five players that you can turn into and play in all sorts of different lineups. And they're, they're not all the same player. There's different utilities. There, there's plenty of utility in terms of. Yeah, one you mentioned
3: agency. Bobby there. Did you?
4: No, I didn't. I didn't mention Bobby. As um, like
3: Bobby a, is Bobby is Brooks healthy. Like Bobby is still a bench player. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty absurd.
4: Yeah. So from that standpoint, like they have the ability to be patient with his rehabilitation just not speeding that faster where he's not going to look as great if he comes back too early and this could just work out you know even if it's modest joe angles is a very productive player (laughs) even if it's you know less of what we've seen before prior to his injury so i think there's a lot of things going in the bucks direction whether that pays off and you know follows the execution that remains to be seen but Again, I was not anticipating them going. I don't think it's going to be full MLE considering the new tax or new figures for like the cap and tax and all that stuff. But it's more than I thought that they would spend. And it's not a player that fits them.
3: Yeah. More. That's actually a good point because we're calling full MLE and it was reported as that. But that's not, it that's, was what well, would have been full prior. MLE based on projections two days ago. Yeah. But MLE is actually like 10 million now for taxpayers. I just saw that with the, the Bulls and they actually paid Andre Drummond a very similar amount to Joe Ingalls and it was being reported as coming from the ten million of their taxpayer MLE, which also means tax? that's that's what I saw. I think it was John Hollinger who tweeted with, that.
4: What's his name with Levine?
1: Oh, who knows what Levine's doing? Also, it's funny about the Bulls. Uh they, they had to use their mid-level because they uh, used the said, bi-annual. Exception on Tristan Thompson uh, during the uh, middle of the season last year. So gr- great, great job, Chicago, as always.
3: Yeah, um, it was Bobby Marks, $10, $10.5 million taxpayer mid- mid-level now. So it actually isn't. I don't know if that makes you feel better because there's actually more. But do any of the teams know that? Because no one has been operating using all of their mid-level, which is pretty weird.
1: Who knows? Maybe contracts get altered. Who knows?
3: One thing I will say before handing it over to you to give your perspective on this, just to very quickly, um, and this is just like national championships, continental championships, EuroLeague champion, Israeli league champion, Jordan, I'm sure, can get us some more info on that, two-time Spanish league champion, NBL champion, and we've already touched on the impact he's had on making the Jazz as good as they are. Also, obviously, a central figure of the Australian national team over the past decade. Um, and key to helping them get their first Olympic medal when they got bronze at the last Olympic Games. Like I'm not saying that to be glib. He has been a winner everywhere, and there's multiple ways you look at that. Which is one, he's a good influence, good guy to around. He's gonna gonna help to encourage a winning atmosphere, which the books already have lots of guys who do that. Another one is only gonna be even better. But also, that's one hell of a resume, and there's one thing missing. And why he would want to be a book is not up for debate at all.
1: That GSPN interview—that's what's missing.
3: Win in six after after your outburst tonight. I think we'll have to we'll pretend win in six is not affiliated with Rowan Cotty. Oh, okay, okay, I see. It's- we're trying to get the interview.
1: I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Once, once the uh, clip
3: is out there, it goes viral. This guy freaking out about Joe Ingalls.
1: Okay. So now that I've been set up to be the bad guy here, uh, which I'm fully embracing, all of You did
3: it yourself. No one yeah, else I'm, did
1: it. Yeah. I set myself up to be the bad guy. First and foremost, uh, Joe Ingalls is a fantastic human being, uh, one that most people should aspire to be, that type of human. Uh, him and his family do great work in every community they're a part of. I applaud that. I respect the hell out of that. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy that he's going to be able to bring that to the community of Milwaukee. I have two questions first. Okay, now that that's done. I have two questions. One, who were they bidding against? No idea. Exactly.
3: Sure. No idea. Two. Doesn't doesn't mean they weren't, but I have no idea.
1: Exactly. Like These are unknowns. Mm -hmm. Two. What were their other options? Like you mentioned some names. We don't know if the Bucs were actually in the mix for those players, like a Walker, like a Thad Young. We don't know if they were in the mix for those players or not. So we can't, it's, it's difficult to compare those deals because we genuinely don't know the specifics of it.
3: The, the one thing in Jordan which not there that I'd say about Lonnie Walker, aside from the Lakers are the Lakers and the Bucs are the Bucs, regardless of what the actual on product says. I mean, about Malik Monk teams. went to
1: the Kings when I'm assuming the Lakers wanted him back. <laughs>
3: But I I think the what you've got to you've got to consider that it's it's not just the case of what is this guy in terms of their potential. It is, as Jordan said, like how do you sell this to Bud and how do Horse and Bud envision this player coming in being a part of the rotation? And I think a key part of that, and the more you think about it now, it's like it's something that has become more obvious with the books in the past few years they do not have guys on the roster where it's like if it doesn't work out and he doesn't get playing time it's going to be a problem or he's going to be unsettled I'm not saying like Lonnie Walker is a problem but Lonnie Walker is at a point in his career where he has big ambitions and he will want to really bounce back out of this free agency and make sure Next time he finds himself in this position, he's getting a much bigger deal. at look at what
1: that did to Bobby Portis.
3: Uh, For sure. But the books are in a very different spot now than they were when they took that flyer on Bobby Portis. And I'm not saying I would like the books to take more risks like that. I'm constantly calling for that. But there is also an understanding at this point that that is not how they operate. They, They want the guy. If Joe Ingles does not work out, I think this is the key part of their decision-making process. It's like, what is the cost? Honestly, the cost, the biggest part of the cost is to the owners. It's the financial cost. We don't care about that. We do not care at all. So, like, we can move past that.
1: We, no one beside, no one should care about that.
3: Is Joe Engels <laughs> going to be a good teammate? Yes. Is he going to pass on what he sees, his expertise and knowledge to his teammates throughout it? Could he be someone who helps a rookie with some shooting problems, but some promising wing potential like Marjan Beauchamp. Like, I'm not saying this is his primary role, but worst case scenario, I think you still see a part where you're like, he's not going to disrupt anything. Fans are going to like him because he's a good character and he's going to be a really good, positive presence to the community. Teammates are going to like him, respect him because he's had a really decorated career and he's known to be a great teammate and a guy that people like to be around if that's the worst of it and he's the 15th man, you're always going to have 15th man. And as crazy as it sounds, and I know part of what's kind of like bristling for you is if you're paying your mid-level for the 15th man, that's just kind of how the chips fall because the books only have a couple of cards to play and you're going to spend X amount on someone and X amount on someone else. And the only way it doesn't happen that way is if they actually cheap out and do what Jordan said they could have done, which is, Resign Javon and Wes using the mid-level like it's ultimately for them it's what do you want to do because they don't have enough roster spots this year to even just be like well you know Joe Ingles isn't worth the full mid-level so we're going to give you three and a half million from that Joe and three million is going to go over here like they don't have roster spots even so it's like they're using it or what like the cost is to the owners and that's it we will see what else they do, if anything. They may just do nothing else now because they they do technically have a roster that could be full. I don't believe that's the case. I think we will see more moves. And then maybe we can weigh in with some more judgment either way. Immediately, the moves around it that haven't made me taught a whole lot. I think the worst case scenario with Joe Ingalls is not actually costing the Bucks anything. It's not making them any worse on the court.
1: Okay. Well said. Uh, also, uh fresh reporting. Uh Jake Fisher saying that uh Gary Payton II is getting his most lucrative offer at eight million dollars from the Portland Trailblazers. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: so can I, make, can I make one more point? Of course. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're moving
3: on or not. Come on, we now we're no, continuing no, to go. I until when Raoul talks. Into I know, these. I know. But he keeps throwing it back to us. He keeps giving us the ball and then being like <laughs>
4: Um, I hate to use this word because it was used um, in a very specific way in Bucks lore a couple of years ago. Uh-oh. And a decision I did not agree with at the time. and I still do not agree with. Do I think the Bucks team, if they brought everybody back that was free agents that, you know, we're not talking about any newcomers like Joe Inkles. if everybody came back and they were healthy, do I think that they could have, you know, as... That roster constructor, as you know, the big players you know were in the rotation. Could they win a championship next year? Yes. I'm not saying that Joe Ingles' addition alone tips that over, but I do think in within this roster, he is a luxury.
3: Yes, he's the bonus. He's,
4: curious, he's the bonus, and considering it's just a one year deal, we're not talking about a three year. Twenty million dollar deal like Javale McGee at Bark's target that was that I that is a wild deal by the way it is a very wild deal if in that context like if again given where we are Gary Harris like that was another guy like yeah he's a a nice buy low guy that he reclaimed his career with a with the Magic after kind of you know going wayward with um, with the Nuggets and everything like that he was out of their price range out of the Bucks price range so from that all that standpoint of like it's just one year if it works out that'll be great but the number that he's at is not insignificant 6.5 million is a lot and considering where we were talking about the bucks trade assets like i don't think i ideally i would like this to work out as is because i think joe ingles the player i think that's probably one of the better additions that you can make to this team and as Adam said, like, the archetype of a player, he just kind of fits them in so many different ways.
3: And he's At a borderline, like, unique player in a way that we talk, you can't just find another center like Brooke. Yep. There, there aren't really another, like, if you want to try a player like this, it's like, go find the other Joe Ingalls. Doesn't really exist?
4: I kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't think he's nearly the pass right there like that, but, like, Pat has a little bit of of what joe has but he's way more i thought it's not the same
3: yeah and the passing is what makes joe ingles joe ingles at the same time
4: the feel of the game and all that stuff so again i think they hit, this is a strategic move from from by them there is kind of an out if it doesn't work out they have you know i don't want to bring up shemmy Od- odellay or rodney hood or these guys that have not worked but we get out of I, exactly. DJ Augustine, we see them get out of when I thought that just wasn't going to work at all. And it of them PJ Tucker. It's not going to always work out that way. But I don't know. I, I think it's a savvy move from them, and it shows some foresight and vision that I just thought, hey, if you just bring everybody back, that'd be great.
3: George Hill, Joe Ingles is $10.5 million in salary. That is not the kind of salary the books have had the ability to go after at the deadline. Like, of course... Throws in four second rounders like he likes to do with something like that. Like, that could get you something different to what the books are in the ballpark for in previous years.
1: It could, it could,
3: they might have to. Uh, considering <laughs> that it's,
1: uh,
3: it's true, they might have, but that's that's ultimately a good use of that. Like, compared to if they, for example, like if they like him and they like him enough for that it it is giving them more options again by using like, that like, amount I'm, of money i'm
1: wondering like I, again we can't answer this i'm wondering who they're bidding against why if it's such a risk you couldn't get a fly but why why in. does that
3: matter why why does it in terms of the bidding so, against is about the because price because like, really. so you, you could you
1: you could take them like is it possible to do minimum and go and try and get someone else too
3: i'm assuming it's minimum was not an option cuz you just give them minimum otherwise and I wouldn't be surprised if there was some interest. I'd say it the books possibly... Nowhere. Yeah, and I do think part of this is you're going in aggressive because they really, really like him. Feel there's an opportunity to get a kind of player they can't just get otherwise. Like, it, the last few months do make it... They kind of tar where he's at in a very different way. Like, if if we had told... If this was a year ago, Ron, and we were like the books are going to pick up Joe Ingalls. Like they're going to have exactly the same roster and they are just going to pick up Joe Ingalls in free agency for $6.5 million. You'd be like, what Joe Ingalls on top of what they had. He may not recover to that level, but for the books, like the kind of flyers that they're in a position to take, there aren't many as good as that in terms of, this is a guy who was a starter or like, a standout, like a six man of the year contender for many years on one of the top teams in the league.
1: That's true. That's true. But we're also seeing, like, this is a guy just on his face. Again, respect the hell out of Joe Engles. This is a guy on his face, 34 years old, coming off a significant knee injury. Even we're seeing guys younger than him struggle with this sort of it. I know they've made a ton of progress ACL injuries are not what they used to be they're not a death sentence like they used to be what is going on with Kawhi Leonard what is going on with Jonathan Isaac how's Jamal Murray doing we have heard zero news about these players who have su- sustained the same exact injury at a much much younger and more athletic prime than whoa, is currently in.
3: I've heard a lot about maybe not Isaac. Isaac I'll tell take, you
1: take, I'll take Isaac out of it <laughs> uh Isaac's, Isaac's done some stuff. Oh, yeah, a that's, lot of stuff. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. No, no, I should not no have done that.
3: Don't know what treatments he's got. Uh, but, if, like, today, if any, to the Kawhi points. To the Kawhi points.
1: Dario Sartre, what's he up to?
3: Yeah. Dario Sartre's to go. Kawhi's had a lot of injuries and has a lot of minutes on the clock, which is Joe Ingles has a lot of minutes on the clock. He's been remarkably healthy throughout his career. Uh like looking here, 79 games, 81 games, 82, 82, 82, 72, 67, 45. Obviously he's trending miles. down. He's in the back half his crew. How many guys are the books really like it's the story of the books roster? Like it's the story of Brooke Lopez. It's honestly at this point, like someone like Bobby Portis is a veteran. Um I it just that doesn't it doesn't concern me. I like to bring out the thing that there's a there's about a massive
1: there's a massive risk involved in this i know you you both recognize that i'm not saying you guys don't yeah but there's a massive massive risk involved in this you are using the one asset that you have to go get a quality player in the offseason in terms of signing a free agent and you're using it on someone who has the potential when you have especially with this bucks medical staff and how they treat and just the the i'm not that's not a shot at the medical staff the medical staff is incredible but in terms of like the organization. We're not yeah, going to hear communication. About, we get... We're not going to hear anything about when Joe Ingles yeah, is going to play until the game before he plays. The day before he plays, Bud's going to be like, "Oh yeah, Joe Ingles is uh, coming back tomorrow." What do you guys think? No, he's going to. No, he, here's what's going to happen. They're going to surprise us with a, a Joe Ingles start.
3: Listen somewhere. to the anger, everyone.
1: It's L- just... Listen
3: to it rising up. I think no, we're getting to the root of the issue. I said, oh, "No, that's back. not." I, I swear not I to swear you,
1: it's not it. That's not. This it. is a
3: but move you, that guarantees me a month. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm pushing back on this. Like, I am pushing back on this, Adam. It's Has not he? true.
1: Not true. Listen, this you're is doing not a really it. convincing job. Because uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. Listening, I'm not mad. It,
3: it's you that's mad.
1: No, no, I'm mad. I'm mad. Don't get me wrong. But it's not for the reason that you think. I'm, I, I didn't even man. think about the like the bucks actually in their designation of their designation of injuries before this. it, it may be, I'm not gonna say it doesn't make me more upset. it definitely does. but in the sense of this like I was saying this is the one avenue for you to go and try and get a quality player uh, that was not on your team with the with some caps like not caps like the the middle level exception that you have to use and you're using it on a guy who is potentially not going to play for you until the second half of the season. Every, and it might not work out at all. Like at it least doesn't work like, out like, generally. Lonnie, like, let's say Lonnie Walker, for example, let's pretend I'm not saying this is true. Not saying this is true at all. Let's pretend that he was willing to sign the same contract with the Bucks as he Lonnie did with the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, market, market, excuse me. <laughs> you're right.
3: Uh, well, just great typo or sham. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sham, sham, of course. So.
1: Mar- <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um let's pretend that at least with Lonnie we know he's gonna play we know that he's gonna play Do we?
3: he's gonna be healthy to play but we don't know if he's gonna play like he is available to play basketball games I'm available to play yeah and
1: you're and that's better than Joe Ingalls you want to give
3: me the six and a half million dollars no you're proving my point no I'm not I I I think Joe Ingles is a quality player. The books are not making we don't, any signing. Of, no, no,
1: no, Adam, 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 Witt. we, we, Joe Ingles has been a quality player. He has been a quality player. We do not know what's ahead. We don't know for any player what's ahead. I know, but it's more difficult to track with a player like Joe Ingles. There's, there's no certainty with right. any. we don't know what Chris Middleton's going to look le- like coming it's up. It's less, less certainty, much, much less certainty.
3: This is not about certainty. There are no certainties here. Like, but then you're taking when this you're dealing... massive
1: risk with the one asset you have. How's it a massive risk?
3: You've got a team that narrowly lost to the Celtics because your second best player was injured. You have a team that was literally championship caliber last year, won a championship the year before. This is your extra signing. Like, if, if he's nothing, he's nothing. You've got the team you had last year, and they may still yet add to it. And Man. what are the alternatives? Like, Lonnie Walker, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. I don't know what Lonnie Walker is with the books. Like there's a scenario where Lonnie Walker comes in and it's like, we can be like, well, he's much better than Grayson and he's taken to life as a book better than Grayson. There's also a scenario where it's like, oh, well, I see how his free agency came to be what it was. He's even less suited to a team with the expectations and the pressure that the books are dealing with. And that just flips on his head. Like I, there is no, the risk isn't there. And to add to, if this flames out... You said there's no risk? What is the risk? The worst case scenario, again, is you've got a guy that is not going to disrupt the apple card at all. You've got the team you had last year. You still have room to add to it. You've already added Marjan Beauchamp. We don't need to get into how everyone feels about that. You really like him. We hope that he is an addition and the team is already better for having drafted him. So on a relative scale, like, what are we talking about? And who's the player? any player the books are gonna sign for the middle level exception one-year deal the kind of guys who are coming for that there's risk attached like this is the risk you're choosing in this case there could be another guy where the risk is character that's more potentially destructive to the entire team than one guy who may not be healthy enough to play or play to the best of his ability like there's gonna be a risk one way or another if if there's no risk, they're getting much more money than this. Like I, I don't, I don't. I think this is a really weird one for you to feel so strongly about. I get a lot of what you're saying, but the risk I think you're massively outplaying because the books are last year's books at worst, and hopefully they get healthy. And Chris Milton's there, and they're better than that, and they could win a championship. Whether Joe Ingles plays, like. <laughs> thousand minutes somehow and is a key player six man in the postseason or if he doesn't play at all
4: they have insulated themselves in case that Joe Ingles does not pan out whatsoever that they are the same team
3: the back of the rotation now is not Sam Merrill, Justin Jackson it may not even be Jordan Wara like Joe Ingles if he ends up in that spot that's fine because you've got better players up to that you're thinking of the six and a half million as if That's cap space. It's not. It's one of the two tools they have. So someone's kind of going to get it. And if they didn't, what we'd be talking about is, God, why didn't they just spend a little more on someone? Why didn't they take a flyer? They like Joe Ingles. Like, they like Joe Ingles. I guarantee you they've also, by the way, had a look at his medical record, had a look at what his knee looks like this deal. I don't want to get anyone in trouble here. Came along pretty quickly, like a lot of these yeah. deals.
4: That was a five. It was like five fifteen. We were talking about Joe Ingalls. His
3: wife broke it with a terrible Photoshop. Which graphic. is a good, it's a good give it, someone, that's someone a chance to make Which, was,
4: Which was better? Incredible. Which was better, Marjan or uh, the Joe Ingalls Photoshop? <laughs> oh my god! I think the Joe Ingalls might be better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, I like that's that's the point where I do think there is an element where they deserve trust here. As in, they've identified him as the player type and i i can't find the alternative of that we can name all sorts of different players said lonnie walker that's an entirely different ball game you've got a young player desperate with a point to prove if you have a role for him that's a great thing that's what happened with bobby portis the books do not have a clear and open role like bring lonnie walker in you've got grayson you've got wes you've got now you've got marjan you've got pat George does Hill's still around as much as people don't want, like does in that terms not of various combinations. No, because he's more of a forward at this point in his career. Yeah, he's, he's
4: probably gonna be more forward.
1: And like, are you playing him over Pat? Are you playing him over Bobby? Are you playing him over like any any of these other guys? Like,
3: he there could be scenarios where he plays over Bobby. I think, in particular, certainly there are scenarios where he could play over Brooke. Like that's matchup dependent. That's how his shooting is. That's how he looks. That's the, That's
1: the a lot risk, of fate.
4: but there's just no one else. Just I mean, it's not any be decision you us.
3: make. They had so much faith. They drafted Marlon Bochamp last Great week. You can have a lot of faith in anything they do. We have no idea, Rohan. We don't know what could happen. We don't know what could happen tomorrow.
1: <laughs> that was very. That was very strong. Is that a reference <laughs> to something that I missed?
3: No, to you. Yeah. Oh. just everything.
1: Oh. Oh, no, that, was a, that was a very strong you, last sentence.
3: <laughs> you talking about the the lack of certainty? It's like, guess what? Nothing is certain.
1: No, I I recognize nothing is certain. All I'm trying to say is that it's less certain than other avenues potentially
3: available. Like I
4: I again, we don't I know. Understand. We don't know. No, but no, but
3: uh, give me let's let's take the let's take the that player couldn't have been that like. Lonnie Walker has uncertainties in terms of how Lonnie Walker would fit with the Bucks. Bad but give young. me give me other players.
1: Gary Payton the second.
3: So another a non-shooting guard. We talked like you and Ty talked in the pod it was you just a another key player contributed
1: like to a title winning team.
3: The Bucks don't have a need for that. They've they've literally taken one of the best shooters in the NBA over the past five six years. Like that's a very different thing to being I like I like GP2 a lot. He's a really good player now if you don't draft Marjan a week ago and you think you can get him at the mid-level, that's great. You do that, but they just drafted Marjan. So you can't do that.
1: Okay. Fair. But here, here's my thing. Here's another thing that I did. Another concern that I didn't bring up is what we've seen from the, I talked about this on the playback. So this is nothing new to you guys, but one thing that we've seen from this box team and this bud coaching staff through this era is just like, you no matter what you're doing offensively, if you can't hold up defensively, you're off. You're not on the court. I'm mm-hmm. worried about what Joe Ingles' defense is going to be like post-injury.
4: That's a he, he, he
1: leveraged whatever athleticism he had greatly. Was, he was incredible at it. I, full credit. Again, he has been a great player, not denying that at all. I'm worried about what post-injury Joe Ingles' defense looks like. I'm worried
3: about that. They're relying on his brain, and if that's not enough, then he's not going to be good enough defensively, and they may not be able to play him. And that's just what happens. That,
1: this is honestly this is plays into a lot of why this is like more more but, uncertain. But there's honestly,
3: no, it's all uncertain. Everyone at this there's, range, there's
1: levels to this. It's not binary. Is, this is
3: this is a more proven player. In terms of what he's done and what we could put stock in, you're projecting ability for other players, so the and the concern in, here is the does same he... thing
1: for Joe we're projecting what he's going to be
3: I but think... it, no, but it's about is it's we're we're projecting health, we're projecting what the version of him as opposed to what we know he can do and how he can fit into a team like this, like also i mean let's not overlook Joe Ingles has thrived on a Quinn Snyder team not exactly playing like bud but there have been strong elements of bud and bud's influence has been there like there is clear overlap there like i i just i don't see a more logical fit like what whatever you feel then about where he is currently and the risk attached to that if you look at his skill set like what he has been known for and you look at like what the books have lacked and what bud in particular likes I don't I can't speak to because John Horse never says anything much to my just constant frustration. I can't speak to what John Horse likes. I've no idea. The man will not tell us anything. I don't know anything about his basketball philosophies. We know what Bud likes because we've seen his teams play for years now in the NBA. We know the system he also came from. Like there isn't a player in the range that is more suited just the idea of that player to what they can do and that might just be what they buy into in spite of anything else that's fine like every everything is a risk this is a team that won a championship and that we're in a place to get as upset about this because they drafted Yanis Antetokounmpo
4: I'm
3: not comparing Joe Ingles my point is it's like there is the, the level of risk in any decision and in the NBA and in sports and like it flips on a coin you'd look if Giannis is Bruno Caboclo, you look stupid and everyone makes fun of you forever. Like, but he's not, he's Giannis. And it's uh, not at that same out, level. Bruno. But if Joe Ingles is out of the league by February, you'll have your victory lap. And we'll all be like, what a dumb thing that was. That this I guy, don't
1: want To be clear. I no, I, like I know. That. I know you're I not. Want wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong.
3: And the point I'd make, like, if that happens, we'll probably be like, look at this guy who went for that contract they could have got, I guarantee it's someone that we're not thinking of right now. It'll be someone who emerges over the course of the season because you just can't perfectly predict who it will be. Someone like Gary Payton II is a great example of that. You never know when a guy is going to hit, when they'll take off. So Joe Ingalls could be the difference maker to win them another championship. Like Legitimately, he could be the bonus piece that if he can stay on the floor, his passing creates quality looks for the books, better players, and his shooting punishes opposing teams and creates more space for them that is a big deal he is also a, could be yeah. a non-factor it could sink them I don't think it will because at worst they're the same team they were last year
1: I, I I again to be clear I recognize the upside you guys make are making complete sense I recognize that there's massive massive upside with this play I'm not an idiot even though a lot of people no, might think that we do not think podcast. you're an idiot like no. I recognize there's a ton of upside also I just realized this there's a chance we don't see him play before the trade deadline, which kind of negates the whole tradable
3: salary thing. Possible. But, but well, does it? I are mean, because... Are the teams who are dumping... The are are, are the sellers at the deadline interested in players you are playing? Or do they just care about salary and picks and well, this then, be like, an expiring well, contract? Was
1: the, what was the point? <laughs> what was the point Is
3: you're taking a flyer? Like, then, like the worst case is... You don't case, get, you don't get salary to see him fill-up. play. Well, that's part of the flyer. That's part of your calculus.
4: Okay. No, as long as that I, I is see,
1: like, Because I, 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 I
3: do think George Hill, like in, in talking about that gets you to 10 and a half minutes, George Hill is kind of a similar situation. Uh, I'm uh, honestly more concerned about George Hill right now than Joe Ingles in terms of the collection of injuries Hill has Same. had going on and how that worked, worked out last year and just how dramatic the fall off in his play was. Those two guys are kind of paired together for me. Like, if it doesn't work out, they will be looking to get out of George Hill. If, like, if that's not something that happens before that, if they go into the season, the injuries are still an issue. And beyond that, he looks terrible when he's healthy. They'll be looking to get out of that and upgrade. And if Joe Ingles is just not going to be healthy or the flashes they're seeing, they're like, oh God, he doesn't have it anymore. The two of them go together and they go to a bunch of picks and you find a seller. It's always like those deals are only there because the team is just looking what assets can we get? You're likely picking up someone on an expiring contract anyway. We've been down this road. It's the Nicola Meritich road in particular. That's what you do, though. I'm not saying that they again end, end up with a Nicola Meritic. That
1: was a good I'll stay. I'll defend that trade. It was a good trade.
3: In theory, the trade was yes. Gross.
1: It was a good yeah. it was a good trade in theory. Sound it didn't practice, work out. Yes. Yes, sound break. Like the operation am, was a sound success. Sound process, the, even
3: sound process.
1: Yeah. Yes. Operation was a success, for the patient time.
4: Yeah. I have a perfect comparison. That, I think that signing. could be the
3: Joe Ingalls story with the book. <laughs> oh, okay. no. Like, I, I think, honestly, but that's that's my... That's worst case. It's like, yeah. I get all the reasons why you do it, and if it doesn't work, fine. Okay. I, th- I, I, think I, we can,
1: I think we can reach a happy medium here. I understand everything you guys are saying. I recognize, like I said, there's a massive high upside here. I just... I'm not even like mad about it. Contrary to what <laughs> like contrary I, to what
3: your emotions are indicating.
1: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've been told by many people that I'm a very expressive person, and this is just rearing its ugly head. Okay? I'm not I'm not like a person who gets mad at things. I'm not. I don't I don't get angry at things. I really Jordan, don't. Do
3: you think of any other podcasts that we could, you know, put forward as evidence here. Oh, okay. See,
1: <laughs> even if you're thinking about the Net series. Was I ever what? mad? No, I just... don't remember. Were you mad before, <laughs> or was I just like completely off my rocker?
4: I wasn't mad. A little bit, column a, a, a B. <laughs> we all were. I'm not.
3: I'm worried I'm just... that we've taken this thing out of the clip that we thought was going to be really impactful. Yeah, I
4: think it's
1: already. It's we've now got a podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like it's not the it's not what I would have wanted. Oh, least, I get that. I have, I have a perfect comparison for the signing. Let's he hear it. DeMarcus Cousins when he signed with the Warriors. He didn't, play till G- he didn't play until January 18th of 2019. That's fair. That is pretty good. Coming off of a, a, that was his Achilles injury? Yes.
1: yes.
3: Yeah, worse. Worse. Talk about not the injury again, that guys are not recovering from very well still. Progress, but not at the same level as ACL.
4: Not comparing Joe Ingles to prime all-star DeMarcus Cousins. But the factors that played into it, his Marcus Marcus, his uh, Lonnie Walker market. Um, so he's down to cr- his friends? Yeah. <laughs> Just call me Marcus.
3: Um, no, I meant market as well. Lonnie Walker's down uh, <laughs> to his friends.
4: The market cousins. His market uh, cratered significantly. And he takes a flyer. I think that's where this is. I mean, it's the a- a case
3: of the rich getting richer, Jordan.
4: I think light to go crazy. And just have... How do the Bucks keep doing
3: this? The key carries guys. It. Joe Ingles. Who's you know letting the Bucks you know have crazy? Joe Ingles?
1: One of the first things I wrote for Behind the Buck Pass was like how the Bucks are sort of similar to the Warriors.
3: Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah. that piece.
1: Oh, that was a lifetime ago. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, a lifetime. but yeah, that's a that's a very interesting comparison, Jordan. That is a very apt comparison. I hope it works out better for the Bucks and Joe Ingles. They still made it to the finals. Yeah, did. it's pretty good. They did. Because their um, team was just – their team was their team anyway. Yeah,
4: and obviously Kevin Durant suffered a catastrophic injury that changed the course of the NBA. It
3: yes. continues to. To this um, day.
4: Exactly.
1: Should we talk about that? Let's touch a little bit on that. Kevin yes. Durant requested a trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of, that's, that's shifting the entire NBA landscape.
4: Does he get traded? Yes. Yes,
3: 100%. Okay, same. Yes. Um, oh, right. I, I really <laughs> thought there was a devil's advocate no, coming no, no, no. from you there, but no, you were just looking for it. Just the it's, Nets
4: moves today was very... Um, that make no sense. So
1: let's, let's recap what happened here. So Kyrie Irving goes through his whole Kyrie Irving thing. Uh, which should just be, you should trademark that at this point. Uh, and he opts in. Kevin Durant requests a trade.
3: We normal people, people don't, you know. Yeah, well.
1: normal people, whatever, you know, obviously normal normal people things. Uh, Kevin Durant requests a trade today. Uh, about, he wants
3: to go play with some normal people.
1: Yeah, he's like, that'd be nice <laughs> for one. <laughs> I miss you, Golden State. <laughs> uh. We get news that Brooklyn has traded a pick for Royce O'Neal uh, for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Patty Mills signs a two-year, $14 million deal with the Nets. The Nets uh, are refusing to refund season tickets. They're enforcing their policy about that. Uh, oh, wow.
3: Yeah. How many, How many season ticket holders are there? I'm not At uh, being... least
4: 10. I a lot.
1: I'd
3: really? Least... Mr. Whammy. That's one.
1: I'm sure Joe Sy has season tickets.
3: I I don't think you would describe his the arrangement as season tickets, but
1: uh, Kyrie Irving actually buys season tickets for his family, as we learned when he attended that one game. Mm. Mm.
3: They
4: said Nick Claxton too, a guy that yeah, uh, like which, is, which, the is, which is which is all a, move which is all moves great business when yeah, you're when you have it, Kevin Durant and yeah, Ken,
3: no, or or if you want to bring back the glory days, Kenny Atkinson's Nets are back. Yeah, they're back. Like, what's
1: D'Angelo Russell doing? Bring that him team from is gonna be
3: that team is gonna be so fun. The team rules. right, listen to that that's enough.
1: Bring Jared Dudley back. He's 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 he can still play, can he? Bring him back. What's he up to besides being yeah, he, an assistant coach for the Mavs? Being,
3: being <laughs> decisive the Sauli's of Javale McGee siding with the Mavs supposedly.
1: What a wild day it's been. Wait, uh, what?
3: Yeah, yeah. Former teammate on the championship Lakers. A reunion of Kid oh, Dudley oh, yeah, and Javale true. McGee.
1: Um, but yeah, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. This is league-shifting power. He is one of the greatest players to ever pick up a basketball. Um, he's uh, the two reported favorites as a trade destination are the uh, Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. And. Uh, <laughs>
3: Um... Let me give context for people watching on YouTube or this to the podcast. Uh, if you're if you're listening, you're following free agency. I'm sure you've seen the windy meme. Brian Windhorst <laughs> preaching, channeling his powers to put out into the universe that the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers were considering. You know, trying to get Katie and Kyrie Irving together, and you know, rival executives oh. thought this was possible. Which, an hour later, when Brian was returned to TV, he was like, oh, no, I, I don't think it's possible. I was just saying that someone said it. Anyway, great, great meme. I'm going to use it forever. So Jordan just dropped into our, our group chat that it's... Wendy is wrong talking about Joe Ingles.
1: <laughs> that took me out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Durant uh, listed the, has list, reportedly listed the Phoenix Suns and Miami Heat as two of his preferred trade destinations. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are the most likely out of that situation, uh, just from a Bucks perspective. Get him out of the Eastern Conference if he's not going to the Bucks, which um, is bi- sorry to break <laughs> your guys' hearts. Not really possible. Uh, I'm just gonna ignore this. Uh, not really possible. What do you guys think?
4: It's such a weird. Again, this is we're in uncharted territory. We can look at like Kareem or I think what would be even the biggest trade of like the last 10 years? Paul George? Carmelo? Anthony Davis? Anthony, da- no, Anthony Davis. Um,
3: ah, come on. A big trade, but we all know what Anthony Davis is. Drew
1: Holiday? Drew Holiday, that's a good one. <laughs> um,
3: More of a serious player than Anthony Davis. Yeah, no. I, I think you're actually kind of right to start with Kareem. Like, yeah, that's that's the level. That's where we are, KD.
4: But even then, we're not even talking. We're talking about it's not guys that are switching at the prime of their career. Karrueche has 33. Yeah, you know I mean, like this is the weird.
3: But he also feels like with his game, he is quite a bit left. The- oh,
4: of course. Even so after I'm talking about how he- so much, so, yeah. It just, it's just again, it's the landscape of teams that are competitive and having no picks that would really interest Brooklyn. Um, a lot of those teams have players that are within the same age range as Kevin Durant. And if you're trying to win a championship in the near future, your best bet is like immediate. Otherwise, it's gonna be a new crop of players that are gonna lead you to a championship. Like it's not like I don't know how this could have turned out way worse for Brooklyn, um, but it did.
3: Well, <laughs> it the one to... the one way actually it might, and like we all say, yeah, he will get traded. Maybe he won't get traded, and then it could be worse because you've already got two guys in your roster who don't like playing basketball. Feels like they find ways to not be basketball players. And then what if Kevin Durant was like? I don't want to be here. I asked you months ago to trade me and you haven't done it. And one of the big obstacles as Bobby Barks had difficulty, he had multiple steps communicating to people at ESPN today, is the Rose reel. The fact that you can't have two guys in that category of salary on those or, extensions.
1: We're yeah, on the rookie scale max extensions.
3: Exactly. On your roster. The Nets have Ben Simmons. Imagine Ben Simmons being the obstacle. And that takes off like your A grade young superstar talent, takes him off the board. It's like, to again, not to, not to try too much Bobby Marks for a couple of weeks, mostly because of the embarrassing stories he could use to reveal by himself. He kept every time he go to the board, like Phoenix, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Phoenix reportedly, KD's first preference. So every time you go to it, Bobby Marks is like, of course, the Nets, they're going to want Devin Booker. Can't have Devin Booker. Can't have, can't have it's, any it's of the guys. On that level. You can't it that. is not legal. The, there only, is no...
1: the only player you could get is possibly Zion because he hasn't extended yet.
3: Yes, that, that is maybe it. And if I was the Nets, I'd, you know, talk about a, the high risk, the certainly high risk elements there. Uh but if I was the Nets, I'd maybe try to make that deal right away because things could get tough otherwise and there's a lot of good stuff the Pelicans have too. The longer
4: this goes on too, the the worse the offers could get. I mean Phoenix I,
3: too I wonder with KD though. I like not everything's gonna th-
4: be the holy pair though, like it clearly was today. You know what I mean? Because if Phoenix looms large on Kevin Durant's wish list,
3: yeah, but... that's dependent on Aiden. And he's a, he's under goes. contract for four years, and if you think back to, I think the like the benchmark for this is when the Clippers landed Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and just the sheer like, oh, we can move everything and do it all at once. Obviously, it's easier for the Clippers than any other team because they have an owner who, like, just no, the no owner cares less about their money and cares more about winning than steve palmer just remember the classic youtube videos i say his name um but that's the case where even if teams have filled up roster spots they've used cap space kevin durant appears you're gonna have a lot of teams who'd be like okay what are the picks we have right now What's tradable? Oh, yeah. Let's trade all of those picks that are tradable because he's under contract for four years. Like, I, I think that is, and that is the truly unprecedented nature. And we talked about this when Ty was on the playback earlier in the early stages, and we were debating going back and forth. Rowan and I, you know, the night was young. We were in agreement on some things. We both like the idea of OKC and the obviously the narrative elements of that, but also like they've got all of the draft picks. They've got some good young talent. It seems like team you can offer TV, a real package. You,
1: you can make a you can make a package without giving up shit.
3: Yeah, and like, however, name name your price in terms of first round picks. Like, yeah, they have all of them anyway. <laughs> they they have all of them, so that's not a problem. But it's that's something that I just think teams will teams will find a way, and I believe that. As much as everyone's like, oh, you know, he to want—he to, doesn't have to want to go anywhere. If the Nets get a good enough offer, he's requested to be traded, not that he has to anyway. The Nets was like, oh, we're getting eight first-rounders and we're getting Chad Holmgren and Josh Giddy. See you later. You're going to Oklahoma City. That's, yeah, that's, and, and that might be a good and thing. In KD's, and in KD's place, I don't think he's going to go back to Oklahoma City of all places and be like, I don't want to be here. I'm not playing. I got to sit out for four years at this point in my career. It's not going to happen. He wants to win too much. He cares too much about his own reputation. He is not Kyrie Irving.
1: He is a he hooper. Is to,
3: he is a hooper. He's going to go and he's going to play and he is going to win games wherever he goes.
1: And he's going to tell people about it.
3: So he could, he could end up on any team, not the Bucks. Oh, Just I'm, I was, about, I'm not saying to, I was about to say
1: like the, I'm Bucks, not saying it that, that way. Adam, Adam let I me mean, have it.
3: I mean, any small market, very far from relevance, it seems like team, could just shoot up right to near the top. New Orleans.
1: Orlando.
3: Cleveland.
1: Cleveland is very fun. Evan Mobley, and plus, like, you can use Kevin Love's expiring, and you still have Garland, KD, and Jared Allen. That's a force in the East.
3: Pistons have got lots of fun stuff going out. They don't have
1: they don't have a ton of salary though. Sacramento. That's,
3: that's true. Well, they were Marvin Bagley.
1: <laughs> oh my god. $37 million for Marvin Bagley. You know, I should call Troy Weaver and just ask him for $2 million. He might give it to me.
3: Would he give you six and a half though? Would that be Kevin Knox. Would that be a suitable <laughs> risk?
1: You know what? Yes, because I am guaranteeing him that I will not do anything for his franchise. So he knows exactly what he's getting. It's a bad offer is what I'm saying.
3: I was just applying that to the earlier argument, but we won't won't open that up again. At least not for today.
1: Oh my God. Is any other league shaking things happen?
3: No. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty league shaking. That, that's oh, as league-shaking yes. as it gets. Joe Engel's be, signing.
1: the whole. Is he the, the, is he the best player to request a trade since Kareem?
4: Yes, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, I, I, can't, don't think it, I can't think I don't of, think of
4: anyone else. Close. I, I mean, think Kobe
1: requested a trade, but it never actually came to fruition.
4: Chris Paul in 2011.
1: But again, they're not a, they, like they're not on KD. Not,
4: it's it's diff- Yeah, exactly. It's different age curve. It's it's yeah.
3: Like he's Kevin Durant. Like the the list of players, he's as the best, best as good offensive as him, player of
1: all time.
3: Like you start working he's your way seventh back
4: on the NBA scoring list,
1: ridiculous. I mean,
4: and he I missed mean, a year. He's yeah,
1: missed, he two missed two years. Injuries. Yeah. Like with this foot injuries in OKC. Ridiculous, it's, ridiculous talent. This is I. It's going to be. I don't think this is going to get resolved quickly like within the next no. week i'd say it takes at least a couple of weeks to figure it out because this is a decision that if you're the Brooklyn Nets you cannot mess up <laughs> you can, you cannot mess this up otherwise you are in basketball purgatory forever
3: they can there find you. guys they can find guys out of nothing they did it before they could do it again and like in all seriousness they flipped those guys into like it, was it on the low post recently and there's this talk, this idea, and obviously, just people in that org who've been around they're romanticizing. It's like, yeah. Remember back then? Everything was fun when everything was pure? If I worked for the Nets, I'd be like, Yeah, let's get Irving and Simmons out of here. I don't I don't care. I don't care what we get back. Let's just let's get these guys out of here. Let's start again. We can lose every game for two seasons. That's fine. We'll find some stuff eventually. But we can build something that, you know, makes us feel again. Cause God, the nets are grim. Uh, it's it does not get any more like if we thought things were bad at the nets, I cannot imagine a worse scenario than having that roster and Kevin Durant requesting a trade, and you looking, and there's this still soon, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving.
4: This soon, we're we're coming up on three years since they signed there, and exactly the way, three years. By the way, they had James Harden within that
3: timeframe. Yeah, they and did one it
4: out. Like that's Susan who's, who's, and they got rid of him actually... for
3: Ben Simmons and he for being able to get this. Devin Booker like yeah. or anyone like that so I don't think
1: Phoenix would have traded Devin Booker
3: no but the
1: the the the
4: theoretical or bam of you just... can't get Bam yeah
3: well then maybe they were saved from themselves there but
4: I love it.
1: I love it. I love the energy. Where's Ty?
3: Um, Where's Ty to talk about his mid-range jumper?
1: Yeah, how's that worked out, Ty? I know you're listening to this, Ty. How's that worked? <laughs> I want you to come and defend this take, man.
3: Do you think Where's there's that that any mid-range... chance that anyone listening remembers you know, possibly our last great argument about Bam Adebayo's mid-range this, jumper? They're still
1: listening two hours in. They definitely know. They definitely know. Um... Yeah, so that was day one of free agency.
3: Uh, Yeah, let's wrap it up in case the book signs to a minimum now before we get off. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a problem,
1: which we didn't mention. The only avenues they have left now is a minimum contract without disrupting like any anything. Well, no, regardless, the only thing they have left is a minimum Uh, or whatever's left of the taxpayer mid-level because they didn't sign uh, Joe Ingalls to the full thing.
3: Could be four million.
1: Yeah, it could be four million dollars. You know, Uh, it'll be interesting to see when these contracts actually get finalized. Uh, because I do think you're right, Adam. I do think these new cap projections kind of took the league, uh, sort of in shock. Uh, that's yeah. not a
3: phrase. They shocked the people league. off guard.
1: Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. We have been first pers- like doing content since four o'clock. It is eleven. <laughs> uh, uh, we are cooked. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Jordan, you me me keep going. Thoughts. Can we
3: do 24 hours, wrong? You and oh, I. No, Anthony
4: Towns has just agreed to a four-year, 224 million dollar This that didn't happen already. No, eleven o one is when those extensions could get done.
3: Devin Booker has agreed on a four year, two hundred twenty four million supermax extension.
1: Oh
4: boy, oh, I didn't see these
1: coming. Who would have thought? Yeah, we're done.
3: Kolejokic agreed to the largest deal in NBA history: five year, two hundred seventy million supermax contract extension.
4: There goes young. uh playmate glory.
1: I mean, it was already beaten by Bradley. He lost
3: it to Bradley Beal. earlier. Oh, right. yeah. Uh,
4: yeah.
1: yeah. Bradley Beal resigned. Whatever, whatever. Jordan, give me, give me, give me a sentence Oof. to sum up free agency. So,
3: sorry, last, last, total value of your yeah. deal: six years, three hundred and three million dollars. Wow, that's new. I haven't heard that before.
1: Three hundred is a lot. Okay, Jordan, uh, what give, was give me one, You get a
3: nice racetrack in Sambor for that
1: you do give yeah. me one sentence give me give me a poem to summarize day one of free agency oh wow that's Bucks your space take care
4: of business will joe ingles yield results reward i was doing a bad haiku right there and <laughs> not a robot
1: <laughs> it works it works that's perfect uh thank you for listening to this episode here on the Eurostep podcast network If you're still listening to this, we love you. That's awesome. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast platform of choice, YouTube. Make sure you leave a five-star rating. If you're listening to podcasts, make sure you leave a like. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, Regardless, check out gspn.info for all our links, Substack, Discord entry, playback. Um, Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Pod Random. We'll talk to you next time.